Good morning. Good morning. My, what a balmy day. <laughs> thank you so much for coming out. And we thank you so much for everyone who participated in our joyful Easter celebration last week. And we have Paul arriving here to be our, our lecture. And we rejoice in his presence. Thank you. Um, Paul, and, and it's actually going to be kind of easy because we want to keep the announcements up front a little bit tighter. Uh, the main thing I want to emphasize for folks, uh, two things actually. Number one, the reason we're doing this is that we do have things printed in the bulletin. We do put out our email newsletter, which we hope to subscribe to. If you get here early, you'll see the announcements that are in our bulletin on the slides. And so we hope that that's a lot of good communication. The other thing I want to emphasize is that we also give you a lot of options for following in your heart scripture. We give you guides in your bulletin in the back that tell you how to reflect on what you just heard in church. We have our before worship uh, discipleship group where we go through a book called Disciplines and reflect on, on the readings of the week in the Bible. We have our faith groups on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. Uh, 5 p.m. on Sunday, 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. We have a lot of opportunities for you to share these things. In addition to the upper room, our daily bread and other things. And I encourage you to grow in God's grace through sticking with the words of your life. And that's it for announcements today. He's risen. He's risen indeed. All right. You didn't think that Easter was over, did you? If you look at our church calendar clock, you'll see that Easter has just begun. Yes, we had an amazing Easter, and yes, we celebrated Easter in our church and in our hearts as we allow God to start the inside job of faith in the reason that is faith in the reason risen Christ. And I think we had a blast, amen? amen? That was an awesome Easter. Now, our blast continues in the Christian season we call Easter time. Only makes sense, doesn't it? If you go to the movies and you see a hit film, you can be pretty sure that someone's going to come along and make a sequel, right? Great stories live on. And Easter's the greatest story of all. So, of course, the Easter story lives on. The story of Easter lives on as God calls us simple people in a complicated world right into the heart of God's story. We are the sequel to God's resurrection story. And it's up to us to believe not just in God's story, but in the power that God has given us to live it. Would you pray with me, please? Loving carrier to God, God of Easter, Son and Glory, we thank you for the joy that we were able to express on Easter, and we thank you for the faith that brings us here today to continue to seek out that joy in our lives. And so may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. 
Not long ago, after I became your pastor, I started to mosey down the street to Tom's place for lunch, pretty regular. And I can't say that they put a plaque on one of the stools there for me just yet, but folks are getting to know me, and I'm getting to know folks. I see old folks, young folks, kids, families, you name it. Everybody stops in. I even put ashes on the foreheads of some of those folks there on Ash Wednesday. I love being a part of this community and in all the places where I find people who need God's hope. What sticks in my mind about Tom's, though, is someone who I saw sitting at the counter there and on one of my first lunch visits, and he was an older man, and he was having a cheeseburger and some of those great homemade fries that Tom's makes. And when the man got his lunch, he just sat there. And he stared at his burger and fries for a while. And I must say, he had one of the saddest faces I'd ever seen. It was a face without any hope. It was the face of a man who seemed as if he had lost track of who he was and what the story of his life was. All he seemed to have was the lunch in front of him and the clock above the counter, which runs backwards. It seemed like after that, all bets were off. We probably all know someone like that man with the burger and fries, that someone, maybe even, might even be us sometimes. Life is a miracle. Life can be a joy. Life can be filled with all sorts of possibilities, but there can be times when we have a hard time believing that the story of our lives can have a good ending, much less a good sequel. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who was assassinated 50 years ago this past Wednesday, once said, hope is the final refusal to give up. We all want to hold on to the Christian hope of Easter, we all want to never give up on God's hope. But how can we do that in a world that seems to be so determined to rob everyday people of the simplest of human hopes? How can God's inside job take hold of us and never let go? Today's reading from John's Gospel is a powerful reminder of how God works in our lives to give us hope that will not fail us. Hope that will always send us towards God's hopes for us and for God's world. On Easter, we are reading from Mark's Gospel, the oldest story of Jesus and his followers. Mark's Easter story is raw and challenging. In its original form, it left us at an empty tomb with angels telling some frightened woman, women who discovered the tomb early Easter morning to have hope and purpose. In John's Gospel, the story continues and takes on new power and meaning as the risen Jesus comes to the men who followed him. These men had been hiding. They locked themselves into a house in Jerusalem, hoping to avoid the Jewish and Roman authorities who had captured, condemned, and crucified Jesus. They were not hopeful. They had no cheeseburgers and fries to stare at, but they were certainly staring 
at the story of their lives that seemed to have come to a sad and empty ending. Jesus, they believed, was dead. They believed that the hope that Jesus had brought them was dead. There seemed to be no possible ending to their story that was worth living. But John's Gospel tells us something very important about how Easter changes the way we live God's story. You see, these men weren't dead. They were just acting like they were dead. Amen? Amen. <laughs> these men were not locked in a tomb behind a large stone that they could not roll away. They were behind locked doors, doors that they had locked themselves. These men had not come to the end of their stories. They had simply come to the end of being able to imagine the next chapter in their stories, a story that seemed to have ended in failure, shame, guilt, anger, and sorrow. God doesn't accept the limits of our ability to imagine our story. God does not wait for us even to unlock the door of God's story. When we least expect God to care and conquer our condemnation and self-condemnation, when we least expect God to enter our lives, God will just walk in. And this is exactly what happened to the followers of Jesus in John's Gospel. They were hiding from God's ability to imagine a story worth believing, a story worth living, literally locking themselves out of the possibilities of God's power in their lives. The risen Jesus would have none of this. He simply walked into the room where the disciples were and said, Peace be to you. Where the people who had followed Jesus for years could only imagine fear and death and an ending, God as Jesus, the risen Christ, walked in and declared their false story to be dead in the light of God's living presence. For those needing salvation, God brings peace. Peace that the love of the risen God, Jesus Christ, proclaims to the world even today. Why does God bother with us? Why does God bring us a story of peace and love and hope where the world promises only fear and pain and death? What Jesus said next to his followers makes God's purpose in the risen Jesus perfectly clear. God wants to send us into the world so that the world will know that there is no reason to fear believing in God's hope. Jesus said, just as the Father sent me, I send you. And immediately, Jesus breathed into his followers the presence of God's Holy Spirit, the living power of God that unites us with God the Creator, God the risen Jesus, and with all of God's people to save God's world in the living image of God's love. We are to believe in God so that the world might believe in God. Amen? Amen. The God who brings us peace wants us to bring God's peace to everyone. Just like Jesus. You see, it's not just that Easter isn't over. Easter isn't over. 
for a reason. Easter isn't over just because God is not done with us. Easter isn't over because God isn't done with the world. When you look at a person like that man at Tom's, and you find in your heart the ability to believe in the hope that God's peace brings to you and the world, then you are a part of God's plan to deliver that man and all people and even the earth itself from the death that is a life without the hope of God's story. When you look at your aches, your frustrations with your loved ones and with others and with the world and with yourself even, and you allow yourself to believe in the peace that God is offering you, then you unlock the possibilities that God's Holy Spirit can work in you to find peace and love and hope beyond the limitations that our imaginations place in our minds and hearts. And when, like doubting Thomas, you resent others who know the peace of faith, and you finally respond to God's constant invitation to touch and believe in the wounds that God has felt on a cross, even for your sake, then you too may come to believe and see that God's wounds are like your wounds and like the whole world's wounds, that your pain of disbelief is the ultimate lock, that you are perfectly free to unlock whenever you're ready to respond to God's constant invitation to believe. And if all of these are not enough for you to believe, then please remember the ending to this chapter of John's Gospel. Jesus provided far more God-revealing signs than are written down in this book. These are written down so that you will believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and in the act of believing have real and eternal life in the way he personally revealed it. God provided far more revealing signs worth believing in through Jesus than can ever possibly be written down in one story of any one life. Some of these signs are waiting to be written in your life right now. Let God finish your story for you in Jesus so that you may believe and be sent to help the world to believe. Amen. Our hymn response is without seeing you, number 2206 in the black. It's time now for the prayers of people. When you lift up our joys and concerns, our losses and our gains, and our hopes for God coming into our lives. We pray for Janice Stephen, what's the situation with her? Anybody know? This is, I'm not sure that I, I've seen this one before. Okay. We continue to pray for Janice Steve. We pray for Cornelia for safe travels to South Carolina. Uh, we pray in blessed memory of Carol Neal, who passed away 
and um, had her service on Friday. She passed away on, uh, on, on Saturday. She passed away on Friday. We pray for Maria, who needs help making ends meet for her and her family, which recently uh, moved from Meriden to Bridgeport. And we pray for Tori and her family, who's in a situation like that right here in Meriden. And we pray for Michelle, who's facing her cancer treatment. And we have a special joy that Edie would like to share with us in prayer. That's a balloon that just went. Right. That is beautiful. Uh, thank you so much for that story. To God be the glory and to God be so my, uh, the family that is raising them. We thank you so much. And um, I thank you, folks, because as you raise your children and grandchildren, this is the glory that enters the world, just like I was talking about in the message. This does work, this can work. It will work. And from our community, this is a, a good prayer that somebody gave us. Somebody prayed for a calm demeanor, better health, and love. I think that's something that we could all use. Let's pray. Loving God, we are shared with you from our heart, our losses, our troubles, and our joys that reflect the joy that we have with you in faith. We are but humble people. We need you to unlock the door of our hearts. We need you to barge in where we are afraid to let anyone in. We need you, O oh Lord, to heal the things that can be healed only through your grace. And we need you, O oh Lord, to make us instruments of your grace. For the prayers and praise that we offer to this world in your holy name make far more difference than we can imagine. Help us to be faithful. Help us to be steadfast in our prayers and in our service. And help us always to grow in faith in your living word. As we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We have a moment of response to the gospel and mission, and uh, I've asked Daryl to come forward if she's here. She's not in the back. Okay. She's in back. We have a replacement. We have a replacement. Daryl's in back. Well, it's, it's early in this early in the season, so you can expect some disabled replacements. Take me off the bench, Pastor John. All Let right. me in. Okay. Hopefully, I get home run. church and 
that is touching the community. And so with that in mind, we give thanks to the God who is so generous as we present our tithes and offerings the glory of God's work in this place. Your joy in this place, and I pray that it dwells in your hearts and lifts up your families with courage and hope. Let's say our charge to keep so that we can kick butt for Jesus in the world. The gift of faith in Jesus Christ gives us God's power to forgive, to let go of the unforgivable, and to be sent into the world with God's Holy Spirit. Send us, Jesus, where the joy of Easter needs to be proclaimed the most. And now, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord shine God's very own face upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up God's countenance upon little old us and grant us peace now and forever. And may the people of God say mightily, Amen! Have a joyful day.